Tuesday, 26th of October, 2021. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men, from every nation under heaven. Acts 2, verse 5. In the previous verses, the Holy Spirit came upon the believers and they began to speak with other tongues. With that noted, Luke now turns to the broader audience who witnessed these things, saying, And there were dwelling. The word katoikeo is used. It signifies to settle down as a permanent resident. Scholars generally argue against this notion though because in the coming verses, Jews from many locations will be noted. And in verse 9, it uses the same word in the same present tense to indicate those dwelling in Mesopotamia and elsewhere. There is no difficulty with this. Some of these foreign-born Jews now dwelt permanently in Jerusalem. Some were pilgrims visiting Jerusalem. In Deuteronomy, Moses says what the Lord will do to the people if they disobey him. Then the Lord will scatter you among all peoples, from one end of the earth to the other, and there you shall serve other gods, which neither you nor your fathers have known, wood and stone. Deuteronomy 28 verse 64. However, the Lord also promised restoration. Now it shall come to pass, when all these things come upon you, the blessing and the curse which I have set before you, and you call them to mind among all the nations where the Lord your God drives you, and you return to the Lord your God and obey his voice, according to all that I command you today, you and your children, with all your heart and with all your soul, that the Lord your God will bring you back from captivity and have compassion on you and gather you again from all the nations where the Lord your God has scattered you. If any of you are driven out to the farthest parts under heaven, from there the Lord your God will gather you and from there he will bring you. Then the Lord your God will bring you to the land which your fathers possessed and you shall possess it. He will prosper you and multiply you more than your fathers. And the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul that you may live. Deuteronomy 30 verses 1 to 6. The people who were exiled were brought back. Many came back permanently. Some would come back at appointed times, such as the pilgrim feasts, of which the time of Pentecost was one. Paul specifically returned to Jerusalem, as is indicated in Acts 18, to keep a feast. So Paul still remained a good while. Then he took leave of the brethren and sailed for Syria, and Priscilla and Aquila were with him. He had his hair cut off at Centria, for he had taken a vow. And he came to Ephesus and left them there. But he himself entered the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. When they asked him to stay a longer time with them, he did not consent, but took leave of them, saying, I must by all means keep this coming feast in Jerusalem, but I will return again to you, God willing. And he sailed from Ephesus. Acts 18, verses 18 to 21. Even today in Israel, this is true. One can go to a large dance hall 
and see people who have returned to the land from dozens of countries gathered together. They will have learned the Hebrew language, but they will most commonly speak to family in their own native language, such as Russian, Yemenese, English, etc. Understanding this, Luke continues with, in Jerusalem, as this is Pentecost, and as there are people gathered from many different areas, he makes a thought of this gathering being at the temple complex all the more certain. The disciples were gathered in one place, Acts 1 verse 1, also called a house, Acts 1 verse 2, and there are many others gathered there. This would be as directed by Moses. But when you cross over the Jordan and dwell in the land which the Lord your God is giving you to inherit, and he gives you rest from all your enemies round about, so that you dwell in safety, then there will be the place where the Lord your God chooses to make his name abide. There you shall bring all that I command you, your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, the heave offerings of your hand, and all your choice offerings which you vow to the Lord. Deuteronomy 12 verses 10 and 11. As this is certain, Luke continues saying, Jews. The term speaks of any person, regardless as to which tribe the person was actually from. It is an all-encompassing term that became acceptable to speak of anyone of the stock of Israel. This is how Paul uses the term, even when referring to himself. For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win the more. And to the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might win Jews. 1 Corinthians 9 verses 19 and 20. Despite using this term, Paul is actually from the tribe of Benjamin. See Philippians 3 verse 5. As such, the term Jews, as used by Luke, is referring to any and all of Israel. The tribe of Judah became the predominant tribe. The designation Jew is the umbrella by which those of all the tribes were labelled, and that has remained true to this day. Of these Jews, Luke says they are devout men. The Greek word is only used by Luke once in his Gospel, Luke 2 verse 25, and three times in Acts. It is a compound word that literally means taking hold of what is good. It focuses on the outward response someone gives to what they feel is truly worthwhile. Worthy of respect helps word studies. At times, translators say God-fearing, which is more of a paraphrase, but it implies that a godly fear is instilled in the person. This would be obvious as the people had followed the law of Moses, as stated above, and had come to the temple to observe the feast as the law instructed. This description is made more pronounced by the final words of the verse, from every nation under heaven. These were men who had been returned from exile and had returned to the land as the Lord promised. Or they were men of the diaspora that believed the words of scripture to some degree and they wanted to participate in the customs of the Jews as the law stated. Thus, they were taking hold of what is good, at least in this respect of the law. Life application. For such a seemingly simple verse, much is tied up in what it says. It is important to know the rest of scripture, to understand the context of what is being conveyed. For those who spend most of their time trying to separate the testaments, covenants and promises by dividing them into wholly separate ideas, there will be a failure in grasping the overall message being conveyed. It is true 
that the Mosaic Covenant is obsolete in Christ. But one cannot have a new covenant without there first being an old covenant. God is slowly and progressively revealing himself in the stream of human existence, logically building a case for man's need for Christ in every dispensation that arises. In the end, the final point of everything that God is doing is to reveal himself through Christ and to reveal our need for Christ. He used Israel, the Jewish people, to reveal a very large part of that program. Without understanding their history, as well as the promises yet to be fulfilled in them, a huge void in our understanding of God's message will result. Hence, you are admonished to read your Bible. It is in Scripture that the glory of what God has done for you is revealed. Again, read your Bible. Lord God, thank you for your precious word, the Holy Bible. Amen.